at lunch I eat a sandwich with a glass of Coke to roll. No one can see you drinking when you're working from home. I still produce reports in a professional bond. But now when I have downtime, I can do what I want. And welcome to the Existentialist Cucumber, the podcast where only one of us has working internet. And my name is Larry Wu. I'm Curtis Withers. Can you guess which one of us does not have working internet? (laughs) And that's why we're doing another rerun episode that we are going to dig out from the vaults. This episode was originally recorded on June 17th in 2020, deep in, I guess, pandemic 1.0, I guess, Curtis, uh, that's probably the best way of doing it. Yeah, I think so. It was the early, it was the early days. Yeah, early, early days. We talk about dank. I think it was actually. I think it was actually around the time that you know it was the first sort of sort of uh, um, let up. I think it was like it was like kind of at the getting close to the end of the first wave. I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 No, totally. It, it, it was a hopeful time, Larry. It was a it, hopeful time. It, it was definitely a hopeful time. And I, I and I was previewing the episode, and we also talked about uh, the uh, English company reneging on the Cineplex deal after the pandemic hit <laughs> and wow. theaters theaters being the last thing that people want to even go to. <laughs> That's a, that, that does bring back some memories. Yeah, yeah. So we hope you enjoy the episode um, as much as we did recording it. And Rogers, I'm coming for you. <laughs> and, uh, pop culture forces in Planet of the Apes and uh, at Falco, Rock Me Amadeus. Can you tell me which Falco album Rock Me Amadeus is featured on? Oh, you're actually asking me like the, the album name. Yep. I, I, I'll take a pass on that. Let, 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 let you know, educate me. It was Falco 3, which also featured Vienna Calling. <laughs> now, he was, was he, is it Austrian? Yeah, I think it was Austrian. Yeah. And you know, you know what it is. I get him mixed up with the other guy. Um, who's the Taco? guy? Was he the one? Was he the one that did the nineteen, the Vietnam song? Oh, that was Paul Hardcastle, I think. Oh, I don't know yeah. why I get those two mixed up. I think I shouldn't, but in my in my in my small pea brain of of that genre of that time of music, like that's that's. But uh, the artist that um, we that that produced that song is. Australian YouTuber Dankmas. Um, so for those that don't know, I guess he's like an inter- internet YouTube sensation doing these um, mixes of uh, auto-tuned Simpsons <laughs> shorts, I guess. Yeah, he's kind of he kind of takes like your favorite like Simpsons one-liners, and uh, and then yeah, makes like a. Makes 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 like a techno song out of them. Yeah, and it, you see a lot of it on the internet. Be you know where they will stitch together. Um, I don't know if there's actually an official term because here's I'm showing my age. I'm sure there is where they're stitching together um, sound bites of, of of one person and then they make them sing a song like by stitching them together. Like it kind of reminds oh, me yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Um, I don't know what that's called. That <laughs> but in any case, this guy, I guess he he uh, had some, you know, quote unquote, crippling, inescapable crisis of student loans that were uh, that were on top of him, and he was just kind of 
um, looking for something to do to, and he kind of made this, became a big YouTube star doing these uh, remixes, right? Like his YouTube channel is um, quite popular. I'm surprised that he hasn't got a season. I'm sure he's gotten it, but I'm sure he he gets a daily season assist from Fox now, Disney. Yeah, it, it is kind of surprising, but um, the reason that I, I I stumbled across this guy a couple of days ago, and the reason why is because um, uh, there was a, and this is this this is something that you thought might get the season assist. There's actually a showrunner for The Simpsons, or one of the showrunners, I guess. Have a good night, Homer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He tweeted, you have to check out this playable version of Lady Carvalho's putting challenge. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a playable version on the internet of Lee Carvalho's putting challenge. And then somebody sort of in the responses said, oh, and then you have to check this out as well. And it was a, uh, a Dankwiss song um, about the, that, that episode. Uh, okay. and, it was, and, 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 uh, and, it, and it was very catchy and really sort of an earworm so then i just started looking at other videos mm -hmm. and they're, they're pretty fun if you like the simpsons you know he does a pretty good job yeah he's got uh about fifty six thousand, ten million overall views so i i i think that's to the point where you're you've monetized your channel but uh, you know at at 50,000 subscribers, he's probably not doing that well. He probably did well, and then uh, he still wants to should stay under the radar because you don't want... Like, he's also... Like, he's producing his his videos based on clips from the show, and I think that would be... Yeah. That would probably be a bigger no-no than actually taking samplings from... Yeah, because sampling... I, um, there's a... There, there's, there's a rule, isn't there, where if it's under... Yeah, it's, yeah, like, exactly. Know. Well, you know, obviously he's doing his thing. He's he's on tw he's he's doing some Twitch. He's doing he's on Spotify. He's on Google Play. He's on Apple Music. So he's doing his thing. Yeah. Um, I think. Uh, when has he is he still uploading? I'm just kind of curious. Okay, so he's been relatively re uh, active. The last one is Eat This Pie three months ago. So obviously he takes his time doing each one he's not one of those youtubers that are like just cranking out daily if not you know hourly content so yeah yeah and he's from australia yeah. not from not from the not from the commonwealth of new zealand but actually australia that's right <laughs> i i don't know if he's done one on the australian episode or not i, I, I haven't uh, i haven't double check to see but that would be that would be pretty funny so i i for our genius or jackass uh segment i wanted to talk about it's just it's really two corporations and i, I want to kind of get your take on it but um it's the story of uh cineplex right and cine mm -hmm. cine world is that the european company that was looking to buy them out yeah there were um is that what they're called? Yeah, I think I think so. They're like British or something, right? Yes. Um, so the whole the whole deal is they are reneging on the deal. So now the deal is off off the tables, right? They they had signed this huge deal. They were going to take it over, um, and it was it, it was obviously a very sizable deal. But now it's be, it's been kiboshed. 
and, and like the, the the British company like uh world is just saying oh well Cineworld is saying oh Cineplex breach certain contract rules we're not telling you what they are <laughs> we're we're taking a pass and Cineplex is obviously blaming COVID right because well mm -hmm. no one's going to see movies and um and it's 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 now in the courts um for this you know for this deal it's 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 quite amazing how things quickly turned around um and i assume cineplex is just going to march forward as if um this deal didn't go through or or wasn't going to go through or not but it, I, I can only imagine you know in the boardrooms of cineplex like people freaking out because yeah. they, well the thing is they would have started transitioning to the new company right like mm -hmm. they, 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 they would have had to, you know, trim down, trim down corporate, um, uh, workers and whatnot, maybe not at the theater level, but still like, so let me just look this up. This, so this would have been a $2.8 billion deal. Mm -hmm. Um, they both, basically they both have disclosed that they were both breach of contract between the two. Um, it can, apparently, uh, Cineworld had become aware of material adverse effects and breaches by the Toronto-based Cineplex, which led to scrap the deal. While Cineplex is just basically claims there's no legal basis terminate agreement, and that they're just breaching it just because of outbreaks or illness or acts of God. <laughs> yeah, I don't know uh, because I think wasn't there like a sizable penalty if one of them did break the contract uh, I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll more news will come uh, I don't know who wins out of this deal because obviously Cineplex was willing to take the money and run mm -hmm. so I don't know if they were still interested in the business of continuing their business I guess you, you know you never know what the people that want to get bought out like why they want to get out like um, mm -hmm. Because it doesn't seem like it was a hostile takeover or anything. Like, I think Cineplex was like, you know, this is a good deal. You know, let's everyone go. But that would also mean that, like, all the other Cineplex um, facilities, like the rec room and, and the Palladiums, they would, they would all come part and parcel. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, because that's all part of their, uh, their, their entertainment empire, right? Oh, yeah. And, 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 Again, theaters, you have people sitting in close quarters, but like the rec room and, and palladiums, you're touching arcade machines <laughs> that everyone. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. Cineplex is at this position where everything that they produce. Now, I know they have, you know, home viewing, rental, and you can buy digital from them, but uh, I'm, I'm, of the, I'm of the lazy people where I just want all my content to come from one spot. I don't like to have stuff I bought sitting over here and then I have other content over here and it's, you know, I'd rather consolidate all my, all my entertainment. So, um, and also, uh, you know, if their player or whatever goes away, like, am I going to still have access to that content? But I don't know. Both, both sides are, are, are kind of screwed, I guess, because Cineplex is now trying to figure out how to reopen. Right. And now I think right. I, as part of phase two, I think they're allowed to open, right? Yeah, I know that they're that that there's they do plan to open cinemas 
like soon where 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 possible. Um, like other parts of the the country, I assume Cineplex is like all of it's it's like nationwide, right? It's not just Ontario, I don't think, is it? Uh, no, no, Cineplex is uh, yeah. Canada wide. Yeah, so so there's got to be places where the, where where they can definitely reopen. Yeah, uh, 164 theaters nationwide. Yeah, so it's just going to be their their Toronto uh, area theaters that are gonna that may have to wait, but like you know places like BC and you know out east and stuff like that. Well, let me ask you this: if if they had like a pay per view at home and they said, okay, for twenty bucks, Curtis, we'll let you see Christopher Nolan's Tenet. Mm-hmm. Would you think you'd pay for it? Maybe. I mean, they did do that with some movies, didn't they? Or like some of them came out, came out. Either they came out really quickly, or there was, or there was, or there was some that uh, kind of went immediately to that to that format. Um, yeah. Like, what movies would have come out during this whole thing? Like Black Widow, maybe uh, the Wonder Woman. Black Widow, the Wonder Woman. Tenant, yeah. um, uh, the poor horror movie X <laughs> uh, X Men Kids or was it the, that's New oh, Mutants? Oh yeah, New the, Mutants. The, yeah, the New Mutants. Um, like the uh, the James Bond movie. That was the that was the first one to basically say, "Whoa, right?" Yeah. So yeah, I probably I might have like you know watched Black Widow at home, you know, but I know that for those movies, they really want a theater opening still. So they're, they're willing to delay them. But I think some of the movies that, that, you know, were less block that weren't blockbusters so much. I think they might have, they played with that a little bit, like just having a digital release and, you know, you could spend 20 bucks or whatever and, and, and see like a first run but, movie uh, at home. But because, but it's because they haven't done it. Like everyone's gone, Digital, no matter what you do, my gyms, um, maybe if you're if you're visiting your doctor or or you know any other professional that have gone to video, these guys are already in the entertainment business with the content ready to go, and they're still hesitating it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I, and I don't know if it's the fear of oh we don't want people like what are you gonna boot like with? I'm not I can't record it. <laughs> Like what am I? What am I, I going to do? A, a two-hour lecture? And, yeah. Um, or, It'd be easier to bootleg in the eighties. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, totally sitting sitting in the back row with the giant uh, cam. <laughs> Hopefully, I, ha- I brought enough tapes with me, or maybe if I put it on the slow boat, slow speed, I might actually get some more out of it. Um, I, I guess I guess I, I we need to have someone in the industry to to explain to us like what's the apprehension? Is it the fact that is it, is it still a money thing? Like, is it still, we're afraid of someone buying it once for, and then having a whole party? Not that anyone's having a party at their house with a viewing party of twenty people, mm-hmm. um, but you know, why not jump on the everyone sitting at home dedicated eyeballs, just put it out. Yeah, I don't know. I really, uh, yeah, I, I guess, I guess for those blockbusters, yeah, they're hoping that, you know, instead of $20 for a household, they'll, they'll hope that you and me and our friends will pay $20 individually and go see it. But like, I don't know, there's got to be some sort of 
cost benefit to like just say just say you just decided you know theaters are a thing of the past we're just going to use this delivery model yeah because uh if you think about it netflix and all those people that all those other channels uh streaming services that have their own content like it's part of my seven oh sorry it's part of my 10 bucks a month mm-hmm. and you're what are you saying that they they didn't spend the same money producing it like you know because for cin- I guess I guess one thing I guess we all know that Cineplex and, and those guys they make their money in concessions right it's not the actual mm. heads for movie so yeah. maybe that's the thing yeah but see that that's where that's where they they're, they're thinking small right like they they should have some type of deal with Fudora so that you can order your popcorn hot dog drink <laughs> yeah you can already get one of them already serves cineplex like actual cineplex brand so you should be yeah you should just leverage that mm. just buy one of those that's what they should do cineplex should buy one of those companies and then just you know sell sell, sell uh sell a bunch of uh concessions via delivery same same exorbitant price i guess that's the thing right like you're not a captive uh consumer at that point right so so if they want if they want to sell you a seven dollar coke you can say like you know nuts to you go to the so they would have to find like something some something or some kind of deal or some 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 sort of product that you can't get easily Mm -hmm. anywhere else um so as those guys fight it out i have to talk about this one service and it's not super new but i stumbled upon it uh because of my my uh my love for 90s hip-hop um and that is 36 cinema so 36 cinema is like the brainchild of uh not jizza because he would be part of our genius of, of this uh segment but um is uh is the brainchild of of the rizzo who is one of the founding members of the Wu-Tang Clan. And it's well known because the, the name of the band and you look at their first album, they're heavily influenced by Shaw Brothers, 70s Kung Fu movies. Um, and he has this thing called 36 Cinema. And you pay him 10 bucks, 7 bucks, depending on the movie. And then you're, you get in and you watch a digital, you know, it's almost like not a Zoom meeting, but he projects it, streams it off of his 36 cinema. Um, and last week he was actually on live with the movie and like providing commentary, like as he was kind of, like you can watch it without his, without him talking live or just, you know, but that's, you know, you want to, you want to engage in and interact with the RZA. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I thought that was quite amazing. Like he, he, he is a big film buff. I know that. Like he has like thirty-two millimeters of these movies. Um, so the movie that they showed last week was, um, I think it was the, the Mystery of Chess Boxing, or and that's where it's a name of a, of a song off their off their uh, first album, um, and. Uh, the villain in it also gave the name for one of the other Wu-Tang Clan members, which is Ghostface Killer. 
or Killa, if you'd like. Mm-hmm. You, um, so, it, you know, it's, it's heavily influenced their music and their band, and they just kind of, you know, went nuts with it. But check it out. But another thing about 36 Cinema, in a complete random event, well, you hear, the, you hear about these things on social media all the time. Someone tweeted out to the RZA saying, hey, I, 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 I remember, forgot the context of the, of the tweet, but it was basically saying, asking him to have a look at this, um, the, the Ottawa Food Bank and, and how the money that they're trying to raise. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I heard about this, yeah. And he said, sure, he gave a donation, and then he set up this store for Ottawa. So there's two pieces of merch that you can buy from here, and all proceeds go to the Ottawa um, food bank. Um, and it's this T-shirt with the Wu-Tang Clan symbol, and it says Ottawa across it. And then yeah. the back of the T-shirt has the story about how this came about. Um, and their 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 logo is their their logo is the silhouette of the Parliament buildings with the Canadian flag and the Wu-Tang Clan flag flying on the Peace Tower. Yeah. And he also sells, and I was so tempted to buy it. Uh, I, I, th- I think I still have time. I, I might still. Is um, the T-shirt's cool, but it's the Wu Tang Clan hand hand sanitizer called Protect Your Hands. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, play on words <laughs> of, of their song Protect Your Neck. Yeah. But uh, just uh, amazing. So this past week for me, it's all about the RZA. Like just a really cool guy. I started following him on Instagram, and he just basically does these daily meditation things. Like he's totally, you know, it's it's like he, he's he's a pretty cool guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember seeing those Ottawa shirts. I was like, that's the most random collaboration I've ever seen. <laughs> and and but but cool. but it, but it's totally legit. So oh yeah, oh yeah yeah of right. Course. And um, so this week's movie on Thirty Six Cinema going down. Um, uh, I guess the, the black exploitation movies. If, if that's still a thing of what they're called, the genre of movie. It's a Rudy Ray Moore movie. So. Uh, Rudy Ray Moore. Rudy Ray Moore. Uh, he made famous. Oh, uh, is it Dolomite? Dolomite. That's right. Yeah. So this one's called Petey Wheatstraw, the Devil's Son-in-Law. Yeah. <laughs> so Friday, nine fifteen Eastern. You can pay. This week is seven dollars. Doors open at eight fifteen. Movie starting at nine fifteen. Customers will stream a link to to the live stream one hour prior to the show runtime in 91 minutes um, viewers will also be able to ask moderators questions during the screen so as Mustafa co-founder of the of 36 chambers will be uh, will be moderating uh, I would I'd be interested in that uh, Rudy Ray Moore is uh, highly entertaining I don't know if you've had a chance it's on Netflix but uh if if you want to see the uh, the Rudy Ray Moore biopic, Dolomite is my name, <laughs> uh, with Eddie with Eddie Murphy as Rudy Ray Moore, it's actually it's really good. It's really well done. And and, and he he is he he is somewhat trained in martial arts, right? In in all of his movies, he he does kind of do. Yeah. Well, oh yeah. <laughs> Should we quote? Yeah. Do do it in air quotes? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's uh, yeah. It's a pretty funny. Uh, it's it's a really well done uh, uh, bio. Dolomite, Dolomite Two, Human Tornado, uh, uh, Disco Godfather, 
he did some great stuff. I have not seen Peter Wheatstra, the devil's son-in-law, but that <laughs> will be uh, on my list. I might have to check that out. Yep, you have to check it out. So, yeah, if anyone's interested, go check out cinema.36chambers.com and uh, throw throw RZA your $7.50. Um, but I think that probably just covers, like, the rights to, to air it, because I can't, like, I'd be dirt cheap, right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I, I'm kind of curious at, at participating in one, because I just want to see what the whole experience is. So, uh Maybe not this week because I, uh, I I won't be in, but uh, maybe another time. I'll... Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, all right, let's uh, let's get move on to our segment that we've been doing since last week. The lining up our famous YouTube um, channel, YouTube clips of famous uh, wrestling uh, promos. So last week, we moved into round two, the Cactus Jack promo uh, on Sandman and the Ric Flair 1991 Royal Rumble win. So what we'll do is we'll do another, we'll do another two matches and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll stop it from there. Um, so we'll do the random number. And that's right, because we're going to have the repishage, right? Yes, yes. And then we'll, because Roddy Piper rips on Scotland and the Ted DiBiase... Uh, we'll have a chance to move on <laughs> because of... Okay, so our first matchup is going to... Okay, let's cue it up. This is Hogan Yapapi uh, strap match. <laughs> I don't... I don't... Oh my God. I, I just... I can only imagine. So let's... Uh, let's, let's, let's cue that up. Do, do, you, do you have any history with this one, Curtis? Do you want to kind of preamble before I play the clip? This one is famous just because um, it's not a good promo, uh, but it is uh, it's kind of legendary just because it's so funny listening to him say Yapapi, Yapapai, I think it's, he says a Yapapai, Yapapai strap match. Every time he says it, I just kill myself. <laughs> and and uh, who who did he fight? Was it was it Flair that he fought? Or I think well we'll, we'll, on that. we'll 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 play a clip and, and see who is who is cutting it <laughs> i'm trying to figure out the era so is this after this is after the demise of wcw right or was um, it I, I'm, I'm, I don't know if it is maybe it is I'm just looking at Hogan, and I'm just kind of like he—he he does look a little older, but I'm—I'm I'm like Jimmy Hart. I'm like, hold on. What yeah, I—I I, I, was looking at this. Why was? Oh no no well. Yeah, strap match so bad. It was the Reddit, Reddit <laughs> comment. It well, was I, 2000 apparently. So. Nope. What did it? Wait, but he's—he's he's like. June third, two thousand. Oh, it was on. Uh, that's why it was on. Uh, it was on. It was on Nitro. Okay, so this would have been before. Yeah, yeah, before oh. NWO. And 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 <laughs> they didn't want to call it the Indian Strap Match. Yeah, <laughs> I just love the idea of Jimmy Hart, like, sort of like breathe, like like close to death, and then licking up at Hulk Hogan. And, 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 and 
just good. Just doesn't. It just it's just not on brand for him. That's just well, because you know it's gonna. You, you know it's okay. So in and around the same vintage of Hogan, because I think a lot of the promos we picked are are within that spot. Um, here's our next clip. Uh, once I queue it up, um, this one is just bizarre. I don't know if he's actually cutting a promo specifically about someone or just trying to hype himself up. Um, and uh, it's just, I'm gonna have to wait for commercial. Thanks. Thanks, YouTube. I'm, I'm watching this safe earwax removal tool. Oh yeah, yeah. I've seen that a few times now, thanks. <laughs> the President Jack Tunney, yeah. <laughs> so the visuals are probably what makes this. A, he's just talking about cream, but he's also has these creamers that he's doing this magic trick, making them disappear and reappear. And then he was talking about being unbalanced because he puts the cream on his head and it, I guess it, it just falls over. Um, and it's just bizarre. Like he's just, he's putting, he's putting cream in Okerlund's jacket. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Like it's just, it's just more, it's just more bizarre because it's, it's like, where are you going with this? with this whole cream thing <laughs> it's actually it's a pretty good uh it's a it's a, it's a pretty funny pr promo on its own in its own right even without the visuals but the visuals just give it that give it that extra <laughs> element of insanity oh well and, that, and that's and that's him right like yeah um, oh yeah yeah okay well decision time is it the hogan strap match which was like apparently jimmy hart's dying wish <laughs> or is it randy savage and uh, the cafeteria um <clears throat> i'm gonna go with randy savage uh and the, and the cafeteria creepers that's just such a bonkers promo and it's just like uh you had to have a a, a savage promo in there but they all kind of hit the same same notes you know like it's it's <laughs> Uh, he had a pretty pretty solid formula for those promos, but uh, I just think that that's just a crazy crazy promo. The, the Hogan one's like hilarious, but just you know, uh, I, I just felt it needed to be there just just so that we could hear him say "Yapify Strat Match." <laughs> no, no, just for but, that just for that just just for that uh, uh, humor factor. But no, I I I I'm I'm I agree with you, and yeah, that cream of the crop one because it's classic. Like I think any wrestling fan you t you tell them and they know that promo yeah yeah and it's got all the you know it's got all the the best it's it's got all the best elements of a macho man promo they you know the oh yeah and the and the, the self-aggrandizing and the sort of like <laughs> super intensity so yeah that's a it's a it's a good one to move on but i, I and and the thing is, I think in real life, uh, his voice is actually quite close to that because um, I was watching um, uh, Broken Skull Sessions with Stone Cold, and I forgot who he was talking about. I think it was a uh, Big Show, and he does this awesome impression of Macho Man, but like calm Macho Man. Because I guess you know, back in the day when the boys would go out drinking, whatever, and Hogan would pay for everybody. And like he, I guess him being the rookie felt bad about it or whatever. And he goes, Macho Man would just come up to me and say, "Let him pay. 
It's okay, kid. Let him pay. Put your wallet down. If Hogan wants to pay, you let him pay. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, I could totally hear hear him say that, right? Uh, but yeah, uh, rest in peace, Macho Man. When did Macho Man pass away? I want to say five years ago. Was it? Or was it even longer? I think it's longer, but let's double check. He died in 2011. Wow, so almost 10 years ago. Yep. Uh, what did he pass from? Was it just like kind of 80s heart attack? Yeah, I think that he was driving at the time, I thought. Oh. It's, Wait, and then... uh, what does it say? Oh, yeah, that's right. He was a baby. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Randy Hoffa. <laughs> uh let's see he did very well very well very well so far i guess they don't really talk they don't really surprisingly they don't have much on his demise well, i've got the uh, associated press okay what, what's yeah, may 20th 2011 it says macho man dies in florida car crash but i think he actually had the, a heart attack while he was driving in that car uh, th that's kind of the story of those guys in the 80s, right? Unfortunately. Yeah, well, it just, it, uh, I guess it's, a, it's such a tough business. And you just like, because they're mentioning in this uh, obit that it was like a, a couple of years after the Chris Benoit incident. Um, you know, and, and of course, Chris Benoit would have been shortly after Eddie Guerrero uh, 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 died. And uh, I guess it's just like, even test. They crash Holly like it's just it just takes uh, takes such a toll and I guess maybe you get addicted to painkillers or it's 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 always the same thing right it's it, you hear about the old days where if you're if you're not well you you know you got to be on in the ring or on TV and if you're not then you're not making yeah. money you're not selling merch like I think it's a little it's probably a, a slightly different now yeah. I would think, but back, but back then when TV, when TV wasn't as big as it was like being on the road and being on the marquee, um, you can't miss a night. So, you know, taking whatever you can just to, you know, say the show must go on. Yeah. All right. Let's do, uh, two more quick ones. I think, uh, this one is going to be an interesting one because this one, he must, and I, I, I don't know a hundred percent, but have a, uh, a a record um, in um, in wrestling now, and I'm talking about Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, he must be one of the top money makers of all time, right? I would think so. Yeah. You know because he, he basically drove that Attitude Era, him and The Rock. Yeah, unfortunately, his career, you know, unlike Rick's, you know, and had to. End you know, and, uh, you know, he had some serious injuries, um, with himself. And there was that incident where, again, but he, he recognizes that by accident or whatever, the, the Owen Hart incident, because I think that's when he actually had his first neck surgery, but the, from the botched, um, pile driver. Mm -hmm. But, uh, here it is stone cold. The, the one that probably started it all. This is his uh, victory speech after he won King of the Ring in 19... WWF Champion, and that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold sets up. Obviously anything but humble, the fourth prestigious King of the Ring, Stone... 
and that's where it all started, right? Yeah, that's a great promo. <laughs> like, you, you, whether you, you like the promo or not, it, like, you have to think, you know, that, that was his night to, to kind of get the ball rolling. Uh, you know, that was obviously before flipping the bird and, and uh, you know, hit and then the feud with the with mr mcmahon but uh definitely that that uh, that stone cold character started to come out you know i guess being fabulous steve was that was that his gimmick before stunning steve, stunning steve right yeah <laughs> but you know he uh he had uh, i think he had that ringmaster gimmick like he had some pretty bad gimmicks and um some 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 terrible ones over in uh wcw and then uh if he really caught his stride in, uh, in w, I guess what was the WWF when they gave him this character. And, uh, he, uh, I remember I saw an interview with Eric Bischoff when WCW was still a thing. And they said, do you ever regret, um, you know, letting go of Steve Austin? And he's like, oh, big fish in a small pond is what uh, he thought of the WWF. WWF at the time, and I think a couple of years later they they bought his ass. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it, so he just to some more context, he that that was the night he Stone Cold also beat. Um, so the Bible thumper he was referring to was Jake the Snake, right? Yeah. So a bit of a passing of the torch, a little bit of a rub, and I I, I totally forgot that Jake kind of went on that um, you know preacher born again Christian. <laughs> um, character of his yeah yeah that's uh it's easily forgettable yeah but that's a that's that's a good one so what is it up against uh this this one's an interesting take because i think this is probably um our first i'd like to say comedy spot because usually what we've been showing i would say serious but uh this is also a a, a famous, <laughs> a famous character in WWE history, I guess. Um, so this is from 2000, and this is Al Snow. And <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. And, and, then, and then I think the next thing it's like Steve Blackman re reluctantly bringing a wheel of cheese down <laughs> with, with the head cheese. <laughs> but Al Snow was great, man. Like that guy was just endlessly entertaining. Well, it's. I think I think he it was like wrong time, wrong era for for Al Snow. I think I think that Al Snow character would be more over now, because yeah. I think back then, you know, with the Attitude Era, it was all about being badasses, and I think he was trying to make himself dis distinctive by doing kind of this comedy character. But I I don't think it was the right time for it. Yeah, he had his, like, you know, he was sort of like a mid-card. He had mid-card, some mid-card heat, I guess. But, yeah, he wasn't going to go. He, 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 I think the only time he got, like, a a big push is when he became a heel because uh, Mick Foley made fun of him so much in his book, which I think Alston was probably perfectly fine with. But for, uh, for a program, they made him, like, sour that he got made fun of in Mick Foley's book, so he a, a heel character briefly and I think wrestled a couple of main event matches but yeah he was mostly sort of tag team sort of mid card well here's the job squad right like him and Bob that's right Holly and all those guys yeah well the thing is I, I I I think if he was around now and that gimmick was now I think it would, I think he'd be 
I think it would be way over now. Be- yeah. Because I think I think they're 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 branching out their entertainment factor, and I think social media will also help out. Like, it'd be one of those things that people would just kind of uh, launch behind. Yeah, I think they like guys who are a bit more cerebral now, you know, like, yeah, and, and can, yeah, can hold their own in a social media presence and stuff like that. Because, because no one laughed at the Wisconsin joke. Like, the crowd was just, like, <laughs> hands on their, and on their, and, yeah. um, and, but when I look at today and I see, like, the New Day and what they're doing, when I see the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders, like, team up to become viking prophets or <laughs> um and they're fighting like the ninjas from kazawa like it, it was like this crazy comedy spot at uh, at uh, at this this week's pay-per-view um but the viking raiders and the in the street prophets were feuding but they've been feuding in other ways like through cinematic so basically the whole thing was whatever they you can do we can do better so each week they would go off and do something non-wrestling. Like, they go bowling to prove that the one tag team is better than the other at bowling. <laughs> like, and they just kept doing that over and over again. They would still fight. Yeah. But they would always kind of break for a comedy spot. And I'm totally, yeah, I think Al Snow would have done way better today than back yeah. then. Because back then, it was all still about being badasses, right? And if yeah. you can pull off some comedy, like the most comedy you could probably do is what Rock was doing, which is basically making fun of people. Yeah, like, yeah, they, they, I mean, they experimented a bit. Booker T, obviously, Booker T and Gold Dust as a tag team. Um, Edge and Christian, although Edge and Christian also had like the, the chops in the in the ring and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the matchup. Basically, the origin of head cheese, <laughs> team head cheese, or the Austin 316 promo. It's hard to say no to that Austin 316 promo. I don't know. Yeah. It, was, it was an unfortunate matchup for the head cheese, but I've got to, like, how, like, that started off, right? Like, it's it's almost like, you know, taking a rock promo where, you know, one of the, the seminal ones. And I think we, we specifically took rock off this list. Because we don't even have a rock one. Because we just thought it was too difficult to narrow down one thing that he did well. Um, because he is still, I think even to this day, he's still referred to as the king of the promo, right? He had some great promos, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, him and Ric Flair are probably the two, the two, the, the two sort of uh, most. Well, while while you're think while you're thinking, there there's there's this one promo I want I want to play that actually has rock and it's Al Snow related. So maybe we'll give this maybe another. You want me to tell him now? <laughs> we're, we're still on for Disney tomorrow, right? Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that, was, that was really good. <laughs> just you know, just trying not to crack up, right? You know, and I'm sure, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, maybe, maybe that was a, a pre-taped segment, or maybe, maybe it wasn't. Oh, whatever. But uh, okay, decision time. Oh yeah, so no, I'm definitely taking Steve Austin. Yeah, like I, I, I don't know how you, how we couldn't because it, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's pivotal to the character, and uh, and uh, you know, it's a. Uh, it's it's also you know it was it was very good right he does a big call out it was his you know first kind of big win you know then after that just titles after title and money after money for him 
Yeah, and he became one of those guys who was so because he's obviously a heel at that point. One of those guys, and The Rock was the same, just so charismatic and 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 just fun to watch that you just wanted to, you just really wanted them to turn face. And the problem with it, and and they they came up with a great solution with Steve Austin. It's like he turns face, he loses his entire edge, the entire reason that you cheer for him. So they just made him into uh, an asshole face. <laughs> like just a te- still a terrible human being, giving stunners to Mae Young, you know, flipping off the crowd or whatever. But 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 like, you know, a fan favorite because he because he fought against McMahon, right? He rebelled against uh, uh, against the the corporation. Well, so they did that really well. And, and you know, the, the crowd was also turning on the gimmicky faces, right? And I think they yeah. were, and that was the, the, the rise of the anti-hero, right? Yeah. Because The Rock, when his, he had his, like, original Rocky Maivia sort of character, oh, they, he, was, he was a kind of a gimmicky face, or like an old school face, and just did not, just did not play, play well. Oh, I think when he, he became like that, that sort of... Uh, really sort of um arrogant but but uh sort of cut like heel but with the cutting promos and and like all that charisma he he could he could write his own check essentially (laughs) that's right okay so that's those are the next two moving on to round two so next next time we do this uh we got we we kind of need to do a a bit of a buy so we have a, a a real matchup and then um, the 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 one that's sitting out on that needs to face off against Roddy Piper and Ted DiBiase. One of those two will move on, get a second chance. Yeah, second chance. All right. Um, so moving on because we actually moving to this the video seg- game segment. I, I want to kind of bring up the point while we're still talking about wrestling. Um, that uh, the two K company that makes the 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 video games for WWE. I guess apparently 2K20 um, 2K21 for WWE is actually got canceled. <laughs> really? Because of the last game not getting great reviews and and I guess a lot of complaints. So I guess they're taking the extra time to retool. Um, but they're coming out with a more Dragon Ball Z like cartoony version of the game. Um, I think it's called WWE Battlegrounds or something like that. So it's, oh, it's okay. So that's coming out in in the fall instead of the uh, the regular release of the two K. Right. Right. Um, so we'll see how that comes out for the game. But what it probably will mean that it will come out before the release of the much um, with much fanfare the, the the announcement or not the of the uh, PlayStation 5, fifth generation machine. Um, they've been leaking bits of information throughout the year about the machine as it was as it was were coming up. But uh, this release was all about the games, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, oh, look at the machine, even though they did showcase the machine, but it was like a, it was an hour long live cast. I watched most of it, um, but mostly focusing on the games. Um, yeah. And uh, it with the launch titles, I think the the first one that they showed off was the Spider-Man Miles Morales. Um, yes. 
that that was that looked really really good. Like I was, that, it really showcased. Like these games are all showcasing the the new the new machine, right? And these are launch titles. So Spider Man, uh, the new Hori new Horizon game, Horizon, uh, new Ratchet and Clank game. You know, because you got to have that classic Sky Swirler. Yeah, Grand Grand Turismo Seven. Right, I can't believe there's seven of them now, <laughs> and that thing looks crazy. But again, you and I were talking about these realistic driving games. It's just too realistic, and you'd end up just sucking. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's inter it's yeah, it's been a while since they've had released a Gran Turismo. I think the last one was like Gran Turismo Sport. I think it was called. Mm -hmm. It was probably like three or four years ago. Usually they pump those things out like nobody's business. But, yep. Uh, so yeah, that'll be a good one. Eh, it's a good launch lineup. Uh, I'm probably most excited about the uh, Miles Morales um, Spider-Man because I thought that the PS4 Spider-Man was was great, really, really well done. Yep, and if they just kind of build on top of that and with with a, with a more powerful machine, all power to them. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, there was some interesting announcements. So um, the live content games like GTA Five. That's going to be a launch title, which leads me to believe that the PS5 will be fully backward compatible in one way or another. I think that's the plan, from what I understand, it, so it's going to be backward compatible, yeah. So, so for those that are playing GTA Five right now, it's no surprise to you if you're logging in every day and checking on your businesses. Um, from this month onward till the launch of the PS5, um, you'll be getting an extra bit of currency i think it's like a million dollars a day um till uh or is it a million no sorry not day i think it's million per month i couldn't get over like no one really had much insight to say other than why they dislike the look of it mm -hmm. and I, I i i've looked at it a few times and i don't really mind it i don't know why people are hating on it um but it is tall. I guess it's about this. Uh, it's probably just a little bit bigger than a PS4. Like I think it stands just under a foot high. Um, it's narrow. It it's got these white flanges. I guess that would probably be the best way to describe it, um, with a kind of a black centerpiece to it. Um, but I I don't know. It looks like great Sony design. Like it's not a flat box. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. look like your PC. Uh, yeah. There's no real reason. I mean, yeah, obviously your mileage may vary, and may, maybe you honestly don't like the aesthetic. But I think, and uh, we were kind of talking about this uh, before uh, we started the show, is that like I think I think there's a lot of people who actually don't have a bad opinion of it, but really badly want to, so that they could be awesome on the internet. You're right, and, and that's and let's just close off there about being <laughs> awesome on the internet. Okay, uh, so that was the episode. Um, hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, I always like listening to the lo-fi days. Actually, this it's kind of funny because you kind of sound like right now you're you're in the lo-fi days as we're kind of piping you through several devices to the mic. It's, it's a warmer sound. Oh, it is. <laughs> it's, like, it's like listening to Dylan on vinyl. <laughs> and that it is. But you can catch Curtis and I normally uh, weekly on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Uh, hit that subscribe button and just remember that sometimes a cucumber is just a cucumber. Beating at that.
Working from home, Zoom drinks at five. Working from home, take two hours for lunch. Working from home, taking breaks all the time.